The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Tony Chimmel, and welcome to Road Trip After Hours. Please welcome your hosts, Mac Davis and WWE Hall of Famer, Kenny Long. Holler! Holler, player. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Road Trip After Hours. I'm your host, Mac Davis, along with my co-host, WWE Hall of Famer, Mr. Teddy Long. Hey, Teddy. What's going on there, Mac D? Hey, man, we've had some incredible storms uh, in Georgia in the last week. I know you, every time I would talk to you, you would say, uh, you know, oh, my, this lightning's really bad here right now. And it'd be sunshine here. But then a few right. hours later, I got slammed. And I mean, we got slammed hard last night. How about you? Well, How did you make out? Well, it, uh, we, it, 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 we got a lot of rain. You know, we didn't get too many bad winds and stuff. So we kind of, you know, we slipped by. We dodged a bullet. But uh, we've had some of it earlier today, and right now it's kind of cloudy out, but the rain has stopped. So with this weather here, we just don't know. Uh, also, you know, while we, we know we're getting started here, we uh, also advertised earlier in the week that we was going to have my good friend and road buddy uh, Nick Patrick, uh, yeah. referee here to, on the show. And uh, that, Nick is in that area, too, right now where there's some storms. So Nick has been able to... Uh, you know, kind of hook up with us here, and it's just as soon as he can, if he hooks up with us, then we'll, we'll we'll be talking to Nick Patrick. But right now, I think that storm has a lot to do with it. Yeah, and uh, for those who aren't aware, and those who are in Georgia, we hope that you're staying safe and uh, things haven't gotten too bad for you. But uh, yeah, Teddy, the wind that came through here yesterday, um, it, it damaged a lot of things, a lot of trees down and uh, around here. Uh, it was just those straight line winds, man. When that storm first came in, they roll in so hard. Uh, all you can do is hang on and hope for the best. <laughs> Some people, I think, uh, actually thought they had tornadoes come through. All right. All right. Let's talk about uh, world champions. Now, we started this a couple weeks ago on the episodes uh, because we were just trying to get an idea of who all Teddy has worked with. And I came across a list that were world champions, all of which Teddy has worked with at one time or another, whether as a manager, a general manager, or even a referee. He's worked with these individuals. And so now we're on page number four of uh, how many did I tell you? Teddy, six. We have uh, six total pages. We might get through page four today, and we'll just kind of do this off and on uh, as we go throughout the next few weeks. So, Teddy, let's pick up right now. Kurt Angle. Uh, yeah, uh, great guy. I had a chance to work with Kurt, and uh, remember Kurt when uh, he first come in, and uh, Kurt, uh, good story about Kurt. Uh, Kurt was associated with the owners of Ostrom. I guess you might have seen that sausage. It's like uh, Slim Jim, but yep. I they think they name them uh, Austrians or something. But Kurt was uh, knew the people that owned that, and Kurt used to bring me boxes of that man, and that was some really good stuff. And it was great to eat at TV when oh, you yeah. were trying to, you know, stay on a good diet and eat good, you know. So Kurt would always do that; he would have those, and you know, like I just always enjoy working with Kurt. You know, we did the, the angle with me, him, and Eddie Guerrero, where they tore up my car, and and I think Vince passed down the general manager spot from me from Kurt. So. Uh, just, just being with Kurt, yeah. Kurt's a, a hell of a nice guy. Kurt always seemed like, you know, when he kind of got more into the um, the character role after his, you know, really good wrestling days were kind of behind him because of injuries. 
Um, he played that role so well. He was such a great comedian. And he, again, this is a guy that came from the Olympics. This was a sure enough professional athlete, a wrestler uh, who has come into the business. And not only did he learn the business on how to do the business correctly and well, but he also found a way to participate as a character and come over as a great character for WWE. Well, Kurt done real well, man. He, he done great, great for himself. And uh, he was another guy that Vince liked. And, uh, you know, they always got along. I'd always see him and Vince joking around. And uh, I know, well, I know what it was. One time we was at, uh, we was getting ready to, and uh, it was me, Vince, Kurt, and somebody else was standing out there and Vince was showing Kurt, the big uh, fist that they had up uh, for the SmackDown logo, yeah. okay? <laughs> and so Vince was showing it to us. And so Vince and Kurt said, well, no, that, that no, what Kurt said something to Vince, he said, no, it must have cost you a lot of, that must have cost you a, a, a pretty penny, Vince. And Vince looked right back at him. He said, no, it cost you a pretty penny. <laughs> <laughs> that was so we, massive... pay, we paid for that that fist okay <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you just curious that fist what was it made out of do you have any idea was it lightweight because it looked like it was heavy as hell i don't know i never i just only time i saw it when it when it was hanging never i, I really never did pay much attention because i never did see it you know before yeah. they ever put it up when i always got there you know it was already up i would imagine that still sits in the WWE. uh wwe warehouse somewhere that fist is not being lost because i would imagine that's oh, where yeah. the keepers there so that's, that's the start of smackdown man yeah and while we're talking about smackdown here's the next person that we have on the list that you work with the rock oh yeah we uh had a great time had some good promos with him when i was uh managing rodney mack doing the white boy challenge and stuff so <laughs> yeah yeah rocky was he was he was great to work with too and plus i kind of knew him you know before he got into that role when he was with ron and uh godfather and all of them in the nation and so uh Dwayne was just always a, a great guy and the thing that really got me with him is uh, I had a chance to get with my good friend uh, uh, Bruno, uh, uh, Harvey Bruno. Yeah. And, yeah, Harvey. And um, Harvey was one of the guys that, that Rock went to when he was first breaking in. He stayed with Harvey, and Harvey kind of took care of him, you know what I mean, when he was, you know, nobody. And Rock didn't forget that. And me and Harvey was talking, and Harvey told me Rock bought him a brand-new F-150 truck. And plus, when they made the Rock movie, that he had Harvey to come in and had Harvey was like one of the consultants yeah. on the movie because Harvey traveled with him and he could tell the, the the movie people. And so he got a you know pretty sure he got a nice payday for that. But that's you know thinking about the person that helped you along the way. And a lot of guys once they get up, you know, they forget about they ever knew you. And I know some of them. Oh, so well, I'm sure. saying to you that I have a lot of respect for him, man. For that, he didn't forget the guy that took care of him. Teddy, I'm sitting here thinking you've been in the ring with some of the biggest names in wrestling, including the ones we're going over with right now who are world champions. But in the ring, when when an entrance is made and the pop that everybody talks about, you've had to been there live for many of them. Which one do you think was the loudest you've ever heard? For The Rock. The Rock. I've always yeah. wondered because The Rock always seemed like he was just like the, the building really sounded like it explodes when he walks out. Stone well, Cold still had that as well when the glass broke, too, though. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. You know, you there's got to be kind of a tie right there because yeah. when Austin, when that glass broke, boy, and that that music hit, they they come they come alive, too. So it's kind of a toss up there between uh, Austin and The Rock. I agree. All right. The next one on the list is Chris Jericho. 
Chris Jericho, uh, one of the smartest men in this business. I love him because he's real. You know, he's real. You know, he's going to tell you like it is. He ain't going to sugarcoat it. So, uh, Chris, I uh, just had, had a great opportunity to work with him. All right. The next one on the list is one I'm curious about, superstar Billy Graham. Never had a chance to work with him. I met him, no. you know, before he passed. I think he came somewhere, one of the TVs or something, but I did have a chance to speak to him, but I never, never worked with him. He was always uh, one of those early wrestlers before his time. The look and the style, I think, he he, he was ahead of his time. He, you know, he actually influenced a lot of people after that, including uh, people like Randy Savage and Jesse the Body Ventura, people like that, even uh, yeah. Scott Steiner. You know, there's a little bit of superstar in him as well. Yeah, yeah. Right. The next one on here, Andre the Giant. Uh, I met Andre the Giant when I was working in WCW when uh, they had me doing color backstage uh, color commentary. And uh, they had a big deal there. I forget what it was. But Andre came in and uh, I had a chance to meet him back there. But that was like the first time I'd ever had a chance to meet Andre. I never, you know, had a chance to work with him in the ring. All right. We see. We got a few more here and then we got to take a break and uh, come back with some emails real quick. Uh, the next one is Ted DiBiase. Uh, Ted DiBiase, uh, I worked with him, uh, I guess, a little bit in WCW. I'm not sure. Me and Ted didn't really, you know, I don't, I, I, I just don't remember working with, I think when I got into WWE, when I did, you know, start managing, uh, Ted came back and did a few things there, but I never did like do a whole lot of stuff with Ted, but Ted was a nice guy. Uh, in fact, I just saw him at the last deal we did at the Raw, at the, the uh, draft. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Ted was a great guy to work with. He was another guy that was always real. You know, he didn't sugarcoat it. He'd tell you like it is, and, I, and that's what I like. Yeah, the last time we saw Ted, uh, we actually were uh, at a convention, and we were flying out early in the morning, and he was on the same flight we were on. We're all sitting there about half asleep. <laughs> yeah, we that, that's uh, from the St. Louis show. Yes, that's right. The Hall of Fame in St. Louis. It sure was. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to remember. That's what me and him talked a little bit there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the St. Louis show. Yeah. I would say the next one on the list, Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, I worked with Sergeant Slaughter before I ever got into WCW or NWA anywhere. Sergeant Slaughter came to Atlanta. I can't remember. Man. It's been many, many years ago. But anyway, he was booking like some indie shows or something. I'm not sure. But anyway, he booked this show in Atlanta. And I... Um, it was at this place downtown, the, uh, the t t Tabernacle, I think that's what the name of it. But anyway, they didn't, uh, they needed a referee and somebody called me from somewhere because I've been messing with these uh, indie guys here in Georgia, you know, and so they called me and I went down and uh, worked that show with Sergeant Slaughter. And that was the first time I met Slaughter. And then just to go to show you, you know, how God is good that when uh, I went to WWE and I uh, had that little problem and went, and went back home and then I heard that Sergeant Slaughter Earl Hebner and Michael Hayes were the three guys that brought my name up to Vince and told Vince what I could do. And uh, that Sergeant Slaughter was one of those guys that got me back in uh, WWE to make it in, and be where I am today. So thank you, Sarge. Very cool. All right. We got time for one more name here uh, on this list. We still got two more pages to go. Uh, but the last name for this week is one I know that everybody knows you've worked with. And uh, But any stories, anything you can share would be great. The Undertaker. Oh, yeah, man. Um, worked with Mark back in uh, WCW when I was managing him. He was me, Mark Callis. And uh, 
had a chance to work with him there. Uh, one time when Sid got hurt, uh, he replaced Sid and uh, became part of the skyscrapers, him and Spivey, uh, working with the Road Warriors. And um, yeah, he just couldn't be with a nicer guy. Undertaker's one of the nicest people you could meet. And like I said, he was also the locker room captain. If you had problems with people, Undertaker's one of the guys that you could go to and talk to and kind of, you know, get, get, get things straightened out of people just picking on you, just messing with you for no reason. So, uh, like I said, he always took care of me. Uh, I have great respect for him, man. I'm just happy to be part, you know, been associated with him for so many, many years. You know, I think a lot of people know the story of Wrestler's Court and Undertaker and you and uh, the Viagra and everything else. I'm curious. <laughs> those days of Wrestler's Court, can that still exist in today's wrestling uh, backstage? Does that still go on? Well, I guess it could if, you know, you know, the last time I was there, things were moving so fast. Yeah. You know, I just don't think it's but then again, I don't know because I'm not there all the time. But I think, you know, there's a place for wrestlers court because you could you could do it, you know, just at any time. Don't take all day. You know what I mean? But that's just something that we did and we had fun and we made it real. They took me to wrestlers court for selling the guys Viagra. Okay. I had made, I made young, God rest her soul. She was my lawyer. She lost my case because she couldn't say Viagra. She called it Niagara. So that's how I lost my case. So then I ended up having to buy beer and chicken for Bradshaw. Uh, I'm sure the Undertaker was involved. Oh my God! I had I, I, so I had to buy chicken and, and, and beer for for two about about two weeks. Oh God! <laughs> By the way, Teddy, you know I don't think you realize this, but you inspire a lot of people. And uh, I got an email that we're going to talk about in just a moment uh, when we come back. Somebody has actually named their pet after you. <laughs> and we'll find out what that pet is next on Road Trip After Hours. Is National Baked Bean Month. Excuse me. Yes, a month in which we pay tribute to one of America's favorite, most healthful, and nutritious foods. I'm terribly sorry. As I was saying, good Lord, this is terribly embarrassing. I'm so... Whoa, doggy! I guess I'd better wrap this up quick. Basically, Jesus! Whoa! Oh, God! Oh, my God! Big beans. They're nature's way of saying, for God's sake, open the window. Sorry. Bam! I'm a hot dog! Bam! I'm a hot dog! Bam! I'm a hot dog! Look at me! Look at me! Cap Miller here to check out Mac Davis and the legend. Look at him, the legend himself, man. Teddy Long. Welcome back to Road Trip After Hours. I'm your host, Mac Davis, along with my co-host, WWE Hall of Famer, Mr. Teddy Long. We Teddy, back up in here. Yeah, brother, and it's time. 
to check into the email. And we've got an unusual one today. Hang tight. One, Quentin from Canada writes, you mentioned Kevin Sullivan was an influence in your wrestling career. Any good road stories? Um, let's see. Yeah. God, God, it's so many with Kevin and I. Oh, back, in sure. the day, back in the day, brother, we, we was A to Z. Uh, <laughs> uh, golly. Oh, I don't know. I think one time me and him, we landed in Greensboro and, um, some guy, oh, I know what it was now. Oh, we landed in Greensboro, North Carolina. So we get on the rental bus. Okay. So we're going to the rental car place to get the rental car. So I think some kind of way there, me and the guy that was driving the rental car bus, we get into it some kind of way or something. I don't know what happened, but anyway, so the argument starts between me and him. So, and this is a black guy yeah. that I'm arguing with. So Kevin, he just, you know, me and him was just close friends. As soon as he heard the argument, he's, you know, he gets right and jumps right in. Brother, don't you fucking talk to him like that, brother. And so then, so then the owner of the, the, the manager of the rental car company comes. So he, 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 so, so he got on the bus. So he's trying to straighten it out. So Kevin, Looks now. This is really good right here. So the guy cut, that got on the bus, that was the manager. He was a white guy. Yep. So now remember, now I'm arguing with this black guy. Yep. So Kevin jumps in, and when the white guy, the, the manager, jumps on the bus, Kevin tells him, looks right at him, brother. I want you to do something about this guy because he called my friend the N word, and he didn't say the N word. He said it. Yeah, <laughs> and he said that right to the white guy. What that was do? managing that was the guy's manager, so that what made it hilarious. Oh, oh I God. bet. God. Oh, he brother, that white guy dragged. We set him up. We he <laughs> dove right into the black guy that was driving the bus. So me and Kevin, <laughs> we just got off the bus. We dying laughing. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, a promoter. That's it's just promoter in Florida writes. How do we get you guys to pay a visit to one of our shows, Daddy? You want to tell him how you do that? Well, that's all he has to do is look down at the bottom there and uh, you put something down there for him to contact you and you get in touch with me and we'll be happy to come out and pay him a visit. And we do do shows. I know people ask this quite often. We, they ask us a lot, but I don't get a lot of phone calls from people saying, hey, come on down. But those of you who are serious and really would like to have Teddy and I at one of your events, we'd love to be there. Uh, it's uh, a lot of fun. It's, we can do it as a pre-show to your actually re actual wrestling matches. And uh, yeah. you can even talk to Teddy about being on the wrestling matches as well. So there's a lot that can be done. All you have to do is just contact us. The information is down below. And you can find me anywhere on Facebook, uh, Twitter, anywhere else as well. And I think what we can do, too, uh, since people now, you know, really asking us about that, then on every episode, every show we do, uh, players, we're going to put it right at the bottom so you can see it. So we'll have that on every podcast show from now on that we do for you people that want to contact us and want us to come out and make an appearance for you. You'll know exactly how to contact us. Yeah. And we do have a limited schedule. So please, if, if you're serious, uh, only people who are really serious, send us information. We'd love to be uh, out there and part of your event. 
All right, let's see. Carolyn from Twitter writes, I was watching a video where Mark Henry picked you up to deliver the world's greatest slam, but you were <laughs> saved by Booker T. What's the worst bump you have ever took? <laughs> oh, God, I don't know. I think the worst bump I ever took is the time way back in the day. I remember I was working, uh, I was refereeing, just had gotten WWF then. And uh, Big Show grabbed me and threw me like 100 miles an hour, man, right out through the sucker. I didn't even have a chance to hardly grab. I, I caught a little of it, but I didn't even have a chance to grab that second rope to break my fall. And it was so bad that when I went back to Gorilla, I remember Vince telling me, he said, don't you ever let anybody grab you and, and like that again. And uh, so that was, that, was, that was pretty rough. And you never did again, did you? No. <laughs> hey, any memories of that? I actually went back and watched the video, uh, and Mark Henry picks you up like you're nothing. I mean, you're up in the air, and I can see you uh, hanging on for dear life. And I'm thinking, what's going through your mind? I mean, because you know, I know you know, but at the same time, you're not sure anything could happen at that moment. I don't care nothing about that. You want to really know what I was saying to him when I was over his head? Yeah. I kept saying to him, "Mark, you're gay." You're gay, Mark. <laughs> I swear to God. Are you trying to get him to hurt you? I was, I, we were having, back then, the attitude area, brother, you had fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> we uh, we took that move and we made, and but we kept it between ourselves. We had a lot of fun. Yep. And I know I could get Mark with that because when I look down at him, he's he's, he's kind of smirking a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I'm, so, and so he's got me over his head and I'm like, I dare you, Mark. You're gay. You're gay. <laughs> I swear, that's what I was whispering to him. That's the truth. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Shaylin writes, okay, I named my cat after Teddy. See video. So let me bring this okay. video. I'm going to try to see if you can see this video here, Teddy. Teddy, I told you they named their cat after you, brother. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. These people must 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 really know me because I am a leg man. You know, I, <laughs> I, 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 I love legs, okay? And to name that cat Teddy Longlegs, and I'll tell you, I, there's nothing wrong with me, y'all, but that yep. cat does have nice legs. <laughs> <laughs> we are out of time. I, I wish we had more time. There's so much more to get to, but the truth is we just run out of time. And they're going to say, they're going to cut us off if I don't shut up, stop talking here. Let, let, let's, I'm going to quit talking. Teddy, we're out. I'm Mac Davis. That's WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long. Teddy Long right. Legs Long. And I'm Mac Davis. <laughs> I, hell, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. We'll see you next week. Hey, y'all holler. See you tomorrow night in Utica, New York at the Utica Center. Holler, players. <laughs>